And go. And starting now. <clears throat> Welcome. Wow, two weeks in a row. What? They were, were recording. <laughs> they were recording. I'm not going to lie. There was a moment today where I was like, eh. <laughs> oh, honey. Only six people listen. What are we doing here? It's worth it for the six people. Big game tonight. Is is uh, the Bruins playing? Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday night. Bruins have to win. They're down one nothing. I don't even know hockey. You know how much happening. I love hockey. I don't know how my glasses are right now. I don't know. What are you reading? Mm-hmm. Your face. How does it? How does it read? <laughs> Can't tell. Does it read scary? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's so exciting. I didn't. I really just assumed that hockey was over. Isn't it just a winter thing? Aren't we in spring? It's a little odd. I don't know why they don't start hockey a little earlier, like beginning of October. And why are we not done by the end of... How many sports are happening at the same time right now? Like you think by the end of April, like it, hockey listen, should be done. Once baseball season starts and it's spring, shouldn't the winter sports be finished? No, because basketball goes, it's well, always it goes going to June and that's a it's kind of summer sport and a winter sport. Indoors, yeah, right, exactly. So is hockey. That's like cold, like yeah, cold. It uses ice. So it has this. It uses ice. It just has this feel of a back when they used to play sport. outdoors. They had to be finished by time. That's why the only Canadians played it, and Russians, because it's cold there. And the Finns, and the Swedes, and Santa. Santa doesn't Ho- play. Hopefully you Santa doesn't play Hopefully you hockey. don't have nine-year-olds. Apparently. <laughs> Seven-year-olds listening to this. He doesn't play hockey. Anyways, I yeah, so did. that's why I'm wearing my Bruins shirt. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we are dealing with um, first time. You, you, you're so curious. I what I'm going to say. What is that? The heat? Great. I'm more curious by why what is you're it making say. them I've sound? Heard, I've heard the heat. I feel like we're gonna get. We've attacked. commented on the heat before. No, but before. not that kind of particular song. Yes, side. no, it's not new. Now we're just repeating things over and over again. Nope, I wasn't repeating anything. <clears throat> I literally just didn't know what that noise was like—a rat. In what here. were you gonna say? I was gonna say we're we're um, dealing with the first time child going to a prom soon. You have I, no comment on that. I don't. I... Didn't you go to proms? Right. And I look back on it and I go, what a waste of time. <laughs> waste of money. Waste of time. Your, is that waste your, of life. That's your memory if I'm of being, proms? If okay, if be people, honest. I if mean, people obviously. are honest about it. Okay. The hype could never be matched by the real lived experience. It's probably true. It was much ado about nothing. Wow, we're going to a dance, and we're all spending way too much money to go to this dance. It is a lot of money. And then you barely remember it. I mean, well, oh, granted, I'm old. No, it's true, though. Like, what do you... I, I don't remember anything from the pro, all the proms I attended. Really? I mean, I remember some of the people... I'm sure I don't, can't remember all the ones I went to. I remember some of the people I went with. Yeah. So, okay. Like... Now, um, how many of those people do I still talk to today? Well, no. That's, there you go. That's a whole different can, story. I can tell you how many. Zero. Zero. You never went to a prom with your friends? Like the friends that you have no, now? No, I'm talking about my people, I, the girls I went with. Oh, the girls. Well, and yeah. now that I think about it, my friends, Ed is the only one that he and I went to a prom. Like 
together. Yeah, I wasn't even t- at our school. And he's it. That's it. You went to a prom together at a different school? Yeah, he and I. He was my date. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> no, like, what school did you go to? A prom? This is... This is fascinating. Go well, ahead. I don't want to. No, Tell I don't want to. No, 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 oh, no. Come no, on, come no, on, come no. on. Why? You went to a different school. That's all. I went to it. We went to a different school. We How had did friends. You end up together? It was just friends. So we had two friends who went to this other school and they asked us to go with them. They thought it'd be fun. And we did. And that was a nice night, but like, okay, move on. It would have been a lot cheaper just to go, out to, go to McDonald's. How much money did you spend to rent a tux? Oh, I mean, I'm sure back then it was somewhere on the 75. Dollar range to 100 to 100. Yeah, maybe maybe a little over that. Not much. Yeah. So how much money did our son just spend? Well, 200, 205 dollars. 205 dollars. Is that surprising, though? 30 years ago. 30 more than 30 years ago. How old are you? (laughs) Let's do the math of that. Yeah. So about 30. No, 30. 30 30 years ago. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah, I guess that's pretty simple. Did you minor in math? No, I majored in it, but then. Uh, and then what and happened? Then, and then you minored in it? No, then I didn't minor in it. Then I just. I gave thought you it. did. I gave it up. You just gave up. Well, well I actually, why? Because I changed to theology, so I can't, literally you needed can't to, subtract. I needed to do a whole major. You can't in two subtract. Years. I had two years to do. So a whole how old major. am I now? I have no idea. I lost track of. So basically, age. I graduated high school. I'm 41, so you're 48. So I which graduated. Means you graduated. 30. Yep. yep. Go ahead. 31 years ago. Okay, so you're right. So about about I know thirty right. years ago, you went to your. So if it was it was somewhere between seventy five and one hundred dollars. Thirty years ago. Thirty years ago. Does make inflation? Yes. Even just minimum. It just seems like. Well, I think it's a lot to spend even today again. For something for you wear for one night. For what? What's the and what's the end result of this? Pictures. Wow. A fun night. And you have all your pictures from all the proms you went to, the 40 or 50 or 60 different guys you went to proms with. That is a gross Do you have all those pictures up somewhere? Hyperbole. Do you look at these pictures? I don't have them up anywhere. I don't think I even have them. Does anymore. anybody on the green earth do this? No, I don't think so. I hope not. I mean, there are, like, I do have some high school, like, um, acquaintances that, I, that actually went to prom and then ended up marrying their their um, boyfriend at the time, still married today. Okay, I guess people in that those circumstances, so like, it might be a bigger deal. Well, of course, like you have your prom picture because because I'm Facebook friends with some people like that, and they've literally posted like prom pictures from. And I remember, am I not? I, You're I, not. These really? aren't. These don't pick up from the sides as you pointed okay, out last week. Okay, is that better? If you want to do that, you have to like twist it like this. See. Um, I can't see you when I'm not on the side. So, anyways, um, yes, just <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't it doesn't just move. Because you have it backwards. Really? Yeah. All right. It's not gliding. Oh. It's really not that hard to do. Hmm. Fascinating. I had no idea it was the wrong way. Wow. This is all. This is all so nice. <laughs> Thank you. And now you can see me. And now I can see you. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I was going to say that. I'm not sure if I'm in the picture anymore. I don't even know. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Proms. You're in the picture. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, I don't there know. There you are. It's fine. Anyway, I mean, obviously, it's, it's nice it's that money, he's going to hopefully he has fun and not too much kind fun. Kind of a fun. And... It's just kind of a fun thing. It's kind of weird to think like. 
we have a child old enough to go to a prom. Like I remember going to proms. <laughs> and it's like a child that's driving and going to proms. It's just sentimental. Is this a big deal for yeah, sentimental? Is this like I think if it's the son, I'm guessing it's a big deal for the mom. And my guess is well, maybe it's a big deal for the mom no matter who it is. Probably. I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not, a, it's. Oh, no, you've been dismissive. I'm, no, from I, the beginning. that's not, that's not, that is not true. That is not true. <laughs> I know. I just think it's a lot. Well, there's other reasons for that that we're not going to discuss. So, yeah. So, I had other different reasons for. Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean. I'll, I'm excited. Me I'm guess, excited for him. I bet you got excited to go to prom when you were young. No. Yeah, I bet you did. Mm, I think you're a lot old of stress. And you're forgetting. A lot of stress. Really? When I was in high school, I found them stressful. Really? Do you remember who you're talking to here? Like the idea of, I know, I just, yeah. What? When I got older, like when I was like just out of high school. So my, when I was in my first couple years of college, when I went with friends to their proms, I was far more comfortable with the situation. And you I enjoyed myself. You were in college and you went to proms? Yeah. When I was like, well, first of all, I graduated at 17. Okay, so, so yeah, if I'm I. an 18 or 19-year-old and I go with a friend who's a senior in high school. College guy going back to proms. <laughs> Easy to pick up the girls. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, that makes so much sense. It's I like, keep getting older and they I'm stay the college. same age. <laughs> I'm in co- that is how we met after all. That's true. <laughs> I kept going to middle school dances and eventually I met you. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Not true. I was... <laughs> After college, graduated when we met. I'm I'm sure it will be. I'm 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 happy for him. I'll be excited that you know to, to see him go through the pictures and all that kind of stuff. He's a good kid. He'll have fun. Yeah, it seems like a really nice. It'll be group fine. Of, of kids, that's it'll all be good. There it is. Prom, great. What else we talk about? Weather's nice. Why you patting your stomach? Just getting fat. <laughs> um. <laughs> The weather's been raining three days. <laughs> just 50, it feels like three winter outside. Days. It's, but it has uh, been, it's been mild, like 55 degrees, but then the rain hits and then it you know literally what, you feels know realize, like a winter chilly day. Yeah. I, what I realized today is like it was 57 when I went out, it was cloudy, overcast, it rained earlier and I went for my walk slash I actually ran a little bit today. Wow. Yep. And uh, it was actually, it was muggy, so it was it felt warmer. It was a warmer 57, 58 degrees. Well, we've had no like a few days ago, it was dry, right. windy, cold. It felt like a cold 57 degrees. So there you go. New England. New England. I had a early, early meeting, phone meeting this morning with somebody from D.C. And I could hear the birds chirping in the background. And he it's literally, like he says, day. oh, how's it with our pit? It's really gorgeous out here. It's going to be 75 degrees. Blah. And you could just hear him like he's, he's outside walking <laughs> while he's talking to me. And I want to say, I hate you. That is awful. <laughs> it's not his fault. It's sunny where he lives. Mm. It's not. Take that back. I just, I said, and so I was like, yeah, well, we're in New England and, and it's, it's raining. The weather always stinks. Yeah. At this time of year. This time of year. Don't say always. I mean, it's we inconsistent. Nice, yeah. That's the thing. You it's going to be nice tomorrow. Is it really? Yeah, 71 degrees, sunny. See, look at you complaining. Mm. You're going to have a nice day. Yeah. And you'll be at the office. No, I don't. I don't think so because my own two meetings are video meetings, and I have nothing really to do there. And I've got a, I've got something I have to, a document I have to work. On, I have to get done tomorrow. So I think it's gonna be better if I stay here and just buckle down and not be mm-hmm. distracted. Gotcha. So. Yeah. And that's it. I don't know what you else you want to talk nothing. about: gas prices, no. inflation, no. the cost of everything. No. Um, no. 
presidency. It's not supposed to be a depressing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's surviving out there. Oh, uh, it's rough. Before you know it, there's going to be no food in the stores. We're all going to be controlled by the government. There it is. Well, folks, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. In a sad, crazy world. Truth. That's it. We should add that to the end of our tagline. I don't should do that. In a sad, crazy world. But Jesus rose. Amen. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Got to remember that all the time. We do. It's it's important to keep life in perspective. I do think that is a. We can get bogged down by just the stressors of life, the all the crazy stuff we deal with, and I. You know, it's not a chin rest. It's comfortable. But I, I'm guessing it's going to make some kind of a obnoxious noises when you put your chin. It's not on registering. Your it's funny. Your your levels are barely registering. Little My mind. guess though is jumping off when the, you go to listen oh, to go. it. I think it's going to be fine. Hmm. I, I don't. It, I don't know. I do. I think it's going to be fine. Anyways, my point is what that was your point, is honey? my point. If you let me finish it, I interrupted myself, but um, is that we need to focus on the end end game that heaven is real and Jesus opened the door for us there and that's our goal and so that's not that this world doesn't matter and the things we're going through don't matter but when we put them in perspective of the long game i think it helps it helps me to do that sometimes when i'm just feeling like oh, with life in general i just i can kind of sometimes refocus yeah i just remind myself i'm going to die <laughs> just remind yourself of your death and you'll feel so much better. <laughs> Speaking of that, I need to go confession. <laughs> I just went today. So really? I am free of I want to go. Uh, whoop, whoop, I'm to try whoop. if I can sneak out tomorrow or Friday. I'm going to go. One of yeah. those two days I'm going. You should. And actually, kids kids need to go. I was already thinking about well, that. Well, that gets tricky because of timing of things like practices and stuff like that. So Well, but other kids. It's a limited we time. We have lots of kids. We have, <laughs> we have lots of. Since when? Newsflash. We have eight children and seven <sighs> of them. Almost because Celeste is due for her first confession, so okay, because she's going to receive first communion. So that's very exciting. Your right. turn to read the gospel. For yeah, this well, so uh, we'll do our little scripture unscripted section of this podcast, brought to you by the Bible, <laughs> or how about this? brought to you by Magnificat. They are not our sponsor, Bing. but if it they want matter. to be, they can. We're still it, Magnificat we is sponsor them. Yes, they're literally bringing this because to us we, today. Buy lots of copies. So this is the gospel for uh, this coming Sunday, May 8th, which is Good Shepherd Sunday. Mm, that's right. And I wonder why. I wonder what this gospel is going to be about. I have a premonition about that. Hmm. Mm. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. I can't find it. No, get it. Sorry. Go ahead. Hmm. That's not the first it. line of it. No, it's not. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can take them out of the father's hand. The father and I are one. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that. How prophetic was your were your words about end times, eternal life? 
Right there. Right there. It's almost like you might have read this. I didn't. I know. But, but it doesn't matter. Good because... guess. Easter season. It's a good guess. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's I mean, Good Shepherd uh, Sunday, one of the great, um, obviously great images of who Jesus is, right? That's the, the great, gentle, good shepherd for all of us. And we are sheep. But... <laughs> I think going back to my musings from earlier that this gospel gives me peace to think about that a shepherd leads the flock. So we get caught. I know I get caught up a lot of times on the future, just not knowing something, not knowing how this is going to go, not knowing what's going to happen with that or whatever it is. And the fact that, the shepherd is leading and guiding the flock. We are the flock. So we literally need to go where the, the voice of the shepherd calls us. And that gives me comfort because I'm not in control. I'm not the one who has to figure out the path. Like, how do I get to the water? You know, like the sheep doesn't know how to get where it needs to go. How do I get back home? How do I get to heaven? And the shepherd is literally just guiding us if we're listening to his voice. And I think that's the key because obviously we can, Jesus is shepherding us, but he's not the, he's not beating us over the head with the shepherd's staff. He's not like whacking us to get in line. He's the gentle shepherd, the good shepherd. So he's gently calling us by name to follow him. But if we are not paying attention or we're just focused on doing our own thing and not what the shepherd we can't hear his voice it, when, especially if we're we're constantly in noise and we're constantly blocking right. out his voice maybe not even purposely just filling our minds and our day with noise 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 and there's no silent time we can't actually hear what he's calling us to St. Teresa of Calcutta had a quote from, one, I think, her book, uh, A Simple Path, mm. uh, talking about the noise of the cities. And she said so many people that, that the people that people like to fill their lives with noise because they don't want to hear his voice because mm. they're choosing not to hear it because they know what he's going to say. Change your life. Or they, you're right. Or um, give up give power, pleasure, mm -hmm. money, sex. Whatever it is that's pulling on whatever that. temporal good that you're holding on to for dear life, mm -hmm. the good shepherd will want us to, to walk away from that. From to, yeah, not to, you don't have to give it up completely, but to detach to be well, unless it's a vice. Well, of course, unless yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, know, they're good. Those are all goods there. in of themselves. Is my point I'm making, and right. so in, in and of in themselves, the right they're not context. bad. But right, Correct. but the good shepherd will, yeah, like you said, they will pull us away from those things. Um, mm. The other thing I like about this, and I think. This, this is a good thing for to remind our children constantly, including ourselves, is, um, and I've said that, I, I've, <laughs> we've used this with our kids many times, like, God already knows. Mm -hmm. You're known already. And that's an important thing for us to remember. Uh, Jeremiah says, right, he, uh, you, knew me you knew me in my mother's womb. Like, God already knows us. He's, mm -hmm. he's already, he already had a thought, if you will, of us for all eternity, each and every single person. And that's a mind blow for me. Um, and you can kind of get your head spinning when you think about that too much. But from a 
just like a, like you were saying, just here and now, and just when I'm getting stressed out, when I'm just, or sometimes when I'm mired in sin, and I get getting down on myself, and like God knows me, God knows my struggles, He knows everything about me, He loves me despite that, and more importantly, He wants to pull me out of the junk of life, and mm-hmm. I think. Children, especially today, with noise and with the craziness, dis- and the world is always crazy to some degree or another. But right now, it's in a, in a particular way. It's but pretty with devices so constantly, and that's the other thing, and the traps that that sucks us into, and then staring, listening. So many children who, uh, you know, and again, each parent makes their own decisions. We've talked about social media in the past, but sometimes you sucked on social media, and anyways, all this junk and noise in their lives, and a lot of it sadly designed to destroy self-worth right mm-hmm. um to remind our children god god but god knows you and god has a plan for you and just you just need to learn to first of all you need to learn about the voice mm-hmm. and then you need to follow that that voice and so actually one of our kids just asked me mm-hmm. the other day um yesterday while we were praying she said um what how do you know like, how do you know, I think we had read, we, oh, we had read, we were reading about the Holy Spirit in the book that we've been going through and just talking about the Holy Spirit and how do you know what God's calling you to and like who he's calling you to marry? How do you know it's the right person? I still haven't how found out know? yet. <laughs> Sorry. You're so funny. <laughs> Well, I hope you figure that out someday. <laughs> Good luck with that, babe. Good luck. And I just and I was able to talk to that talk to the four youngest ones about which I've talked to the oldest ones too about this. And I've talked to them about this in the past, but just a re- reminder that when we're close to God, when we talk to Jesus in prayer, when we sit and we listen, when we read God's word, when we go to mass and we stay close to him in the sacraments, we know he leads us in a way that we are peaceful with decisions. We can, if it's a, if God, you know, I started with talking about, okay, that it was a great opportunity to talk about vocation. You know, God might call you to a religious order, but he also, he might call you to marriage. So he's going to call you to one of those two things. And which one is he's going to put a desire on your heart and that desire, if we're close to him, those our desires will be in line with his because we're uniting our will to his, because we're listening to the shepherd's voice. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if we're blocking them out, then we got our own desires and it's not going to be in line, might not be God's path, you know, because she was, I don't know, she was just thinking about the wrong one. Like, what if you marry the wrong one, you know? And I said, you know, that happens, you know, but we trust that God is leading us. If we're staying close to Jesus right. in the sacraments, in our prayer and reading the scripture, and we're staying close to him and we're asking him to open the right doors, to close the doors that aren't from him, then we trust that he's going to lead us in the I, right direction. And I would say, because, you know, let's be honest, there are so many voices today. We've talked about, you know, the battles, for example, in the church, left, right, and everything in between, and so many voices. and. And sometimes people take their kind of their cues from human voices, if you will, mm-hmm. especially if human voices potentially on the extremes, if it matches up with a certain like political ideology or whatever. Anyways, point being, I'm going to make stick to the basics, stick with scripture, mass, confession, Eucharist, catechism, stay cl- as close to the church and everything you listen to outside of those basics 
test everything against the basics. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think sometimes people just fall, they forget that and they fall astray, like they kind of start veering, right? Mm-hmm. We start veering and all of us can do this. You start veering and then, if, but if you start testing it, you begin to realize, wait a minute, that's, that, that happens right. to me all the time where I start, I hear something and go, okay, I'm kind of liking that, but then I go, wait, why am I liking that? Mm-hmm. And then when I think about it, I realize, ooh, that, no, there's something else going on there that's, that seems to be not consistent with this scripture passage or this teaching of the church that is close to the magisterium of the church and not on the fringe of, I don't know, some popular sauce today. Mm-hmm. Wow, there you go. Staying close to the church. Um, That's how we stay close to the shepherd. I think just two days ago, right, the Jesus uh, it's um, talks about, right, I am the bread, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so that's consistent with this idea, right, that he uh, he is the one to go go to for all things. Stick to him. Stay close to him. Hopefully you have people in your life outside of just the basics. Hopefully you have good, wise, good, solid Christian people mm-hmm. who are living, try, striving to live holy lives that can be the voices that you turn to. Yep. I think that's so important because like you said, okay, we listen to Jesus, but Jesus like in the scripture and at mass and those are those basics have to be there but then he also does use people mm-hmm. to speak to us to help guide us in certain but how do you know like yeah. how do i know he's using this person well test everything test like you said you know is that kind of in line with where you feel the lord leading you is it a confirmation to what's happening in your prayer life and being able to teach i think being able to teach our children but we have to have that first ourselves but then also being able to help our children especially when our children are young, we need to help them make good Catholic friends. Yeah. And I've talked to couples and, and, you know, um, even couples at the parish, you know, have come to baptize their children have shared things with me. Like it's tough because all of my kids, friends in their schools, none of them are receiving first communion. Like none of them actually practice their faith anymore, you know, but there's this one friend and I, and I always encourage them just make sure your kids have that one friend who shares the faith that they can have that bond. It's so important to have good, healthy friendships so that there are others in our life helping to, because it's such a, we're really swimming against the tide. Yeah. We're, the the world is coming in one direction and the church is telling us to swim in the opposite direction. I mean, really, actually, we're swimming in the direction towards towards heaven, and it's the world is Correct. going in the opposite direction. So we're Correct. on the right track. It's not like we're going against, but we're going toward the goal of heaven and the devil and bringing the world against and, and in the opposite direction. So That's why, folks, we got to stay close to other good Catholic families mm-hmm. and stick together and, and help each other. Not that we close out other people because our job as baptized Catholics is to live out the mission of evangelization, but we need, you can't give what you don't have. And so if mm-hmm. you're going to build community, you have to have community. And this right. is why it's so important that all good Catholic families are on the lookout and not to stay closed off, be, be ready to welcome others in because there are families who are looking and they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to learn to connect people with one another, be willing to accept people. Um, this is not. This can be a struggle for me, as you know, like new, new people. But once I warm up to them, I think I'm fine. You're fine. But it's. An, I know it's important. I know we need to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, we have to really work hard on continuing to build our own community and helping people to to have community. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Well, there you go. Good shepherd. Good shepherd. Good shepherd. Good shepherd. Good shepherd Sunday. Sunday. Welcome there to you Boston. Go. May eighth. Scripture unscripted. Um, 
I mean, nothing else going on in the news. Nothing worth <laughs> newsworthy to talk about this week. So we wanted to, um, you know, uh, you know, still go off a hundred times. I don't know. Still a massive uh, story in the news this week. So big, nobody seems to be talking about the the war in the Ukraine uh, anymore. Is that this over? Week. Did the uh, war nope. end? <laughs> no, it's oh, not. Oh, okay. But it certainly got pushed from the headlines um, by the mainstream media and for sadly obvious reasons. Yeah. So obviously most of you've, you know, heard that the there was a leak of a Supreme Court decision that has to do with uh, abortion and the leak basically it was it was confirmed that it was a real uh, draft opinion that was written and indicating that as of the draft and who you know these things there's a process of Supreme Court. They usually do. A, um, they usually have the hearings. There's some initial conversation, and then there's there's uh, initial vote and an opinion, and then it kind of then you know, people basically have a chance to kind of opine and and you know refine their votes before the final vote. I so there's, to, to our knowledge, there's been no final vote yet, and there certainly has not been a final opinion. What we've seen is a real draft of an opinion, and of course, it indicates that. Um, it seems to be a five to four um, vote, to, um, at least at this draft, to overturn Roe v. Wade. And I believe Planned Parenthood versus Casey, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, one of those. Yeah. So two big cases. I believe the first one I've seen, 1973, and then 19, if I'm not mistaken, 91, 92 uh, decision that seemed to, uh, uh, that affirmed Roe v. Wade, um, although in very extraordinary, bizarre ways, because it basically claimed to know the mysteries of the universe. But anyways, that's a whole other story. Um, so obviously, if the Supreme Court's overturning Roe v. Wade, that's a massive uh, deal. And um, my first reaction, I had two I had two initial reactions when I saw it the other night, and I was kind of saying, oh, my words, uh, news is breaking. <laughs> I was looking at Twitter, and it was exploding. My first reaction was, like many other people, oh, great, somebody leaked a decision. Not the first time it's happened in Supreme Court history. The other time that I believe I know of was actually Roe v. Wade. Really? Yes. Okay. And again, there's lots, there's all kinds of theories as to why these things get leaked. Um, so I'll let the pundits figure that out. But I was like, ah, that's not, that's not good. And I'm sure it was done on purpose. And anyways. Um, and the second thing was, well, I actually understand what Roe v. Wade did. And sadly, because most, most adults in, in the United States have such a, they're so clueless about how our country operates and about civics and the Constitution. I don't think so, because I think you know what, the, what this. I think you know what this does. Maybe. Yeah. It, no, no, I do. It just kicks it back to the states. Right. I mean, right. all Roe v. Wade was with created, but you know at least this basic. Yeah. And I think most people don't, or they're being, or they're being, you know, I don't know, they're playing a game, right? But there's some gamemanship going on, certainly. But I think most people don't understand what happens there. But it goes back to the states, and then the states have to decide, which is where it had resided until Roe v. Wade, which basically created a fictional right to abortion mm -hmm. in the Constitution, which, of course, doesn't exist. Right, because I believe the Constitution talks about the right to life and liberty. Maybe. <laughs> well, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, well, I mean, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the right to life, the liberty, right. and the pursuit I mean, of happiness. The right, our rights. And so, I mean, I think there's, we were just talking about it, like, should we bring this up, talk about it? Of course we should. It's, it's big news, and mm -hmm. obviously we're both... Uh, very pro-life and want to see the abomination of abortion go away. It's demonic. I, this is not 
this is not to negate the realities that people, women, find themselves in. Horrible realities. Um, and I, you know, if you've, if anybody's worked in youth ministry and you did it for long enough, you came, you had to deal with situations of uh, young ladies, and hopefully, hopefully the boy was still part of the picture, but you, sometimes not, who found themselves and uh, with, if you will, unwanted pregnancies or unplanned pregnancies, and that is a scary place to be. Um, and you know. I was blessed to have good adults and good priests in the parish I worked at when this happened, and uh, thankfully we were able to walk with those, with that young lady and a couple of young ladies, and they, they had good parents who were devout and loving and forgiving and compassionate and walked with their daughter. So it turned out okay, mm. but that's not usually the case in these situations. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of that. And I think that's something when we go to talk to our children about that, now obviously be age appropriate, um, I think, A, we can teach them a little civics in this situation. Well, mm -hmm. what does this do? Why is, it, why, is it, why is it a good thing? But also, what does it do? And then let's talk about some of the realities. Why do people find themselves in a situation? Mm -hmm. Now, there's all kinds of different right. possibilities here. So I had a 30-minute-ish conversation about this with our oldest daughter today mm. because um, – you know, of some things I was reading on Facebook, basically, uh, people that, you know, I really didn't know where they stood, but then now you really know where people stand. Oh, yeah. It's... Because, <laughs> oh, um, people off the rails. because people go off the rails. And and I, I was struck by this one post that's, that keeps coming up and people are uh, copying and pasting it, basically, and, and not keeps coming. I didn't see it a ton on Facebook, but I ran across it. And, um, you know, it, it talked about not being pro, not being for killing babies, but being pro-woman. And the argument is I'm pro, you know, Sally when she's raped, mm. you know, at 11 years old or by a relative. I'm pro um, Jane when she, yeah, I'm making this stuff up, but, you know, when she um, found herself uh, in the middle of college and um, pregnant and wanted to finish her career, you know, I'm pro. And so, like, pitting these two things against each other, like, you're either like i'm pro the woman the woman who found herself pregnant whether she was raped or you know whatever she had a one night stand or maybe she's even with her boyfriend but they just she's in the middle of a career you know god forbid you know her career is ruined you know these the, all these things this big long list and like i'm i'm pro life because i'm pro woman mm. and so i was telling my you know you, our daughter you mean about pro choice this. because you're pro woman no it literally said pro-life. This is literally what this Oh, I see what they're doing. They're playing, they're, playing, yeah, they're playing on the... Because, see, I'm pro-life. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm pro-woman. This woman. I'm pro-one-life. I'm pro-just I'm pro if you're a grown woman that's found yourself in this right. situation. Because you're not pro the female or, or male, but if you're pro-woman, right... That's a that's a woman in that's going that's that's a girl that's going to be a woman someday that you're killing if there's a if it's female that yeah. child you know yeah. what I'm saying but I do. but there's no there's no what about that life yeah what about that life so that one doesn't matter but it only matters if it's convenient for you for it to matter so if you've chosen to have that life and then someone someone 
punches you in the stomach or you get in a car accident and you lost your baby. Now everybody feels bad for you. Why? Because you chose that life. But what if something happened to you? Like the baby is the baby is the baby. That baby's life is a life, right. whether whether it whether it came about under terrible, terrifying circumstances or whether it was a loving act and choice. Yep. Why does the child get punished in this situation? So I was just talking. I didn't say all of that to our daughter, but I was just talking about it while we were driving. And I said, um, you know, it's it's just sad. It's sad to me that these people are. You don't forget the devil is a deceiver. So there's this freedom that they think is happening, but murder can never lead to freedom. So that's the thing. And then I said to her, so we were talking about different the different situations like that they listed. And because she was like, well, if someone chooses to have sex, like babies yeah, it's can a, come so it's, in that it's important to distinguish I, I do think there's an importance to distinguish these different situations and i think yeah you typically have the extreme of you know they they always cite the cases of rape and incest okay so yep. let's yeah it's like 0.01 percent of cases of, of abortions but, are uh, committed because of that literally they think every abortion stand. is because of that yeah. now by the way if that's if that's your stand there's a legitimate there's a there's a legitimate concern we should we can have for people who've been raped what well, we should have a good legitimate right. concern for and, them, and and obviously, if they become pregnant because of that, that that's a horrendous, like a horrible kind of situation that develops in a young lady's life or any lady's mm-hmm. life. So, yeah, we should all be concerned and horrified. And and so okay, so now well, now what? Now so, and what? that's what I said to. So this is the conversation I had. Okay, so let's say this this girl, this you know, this twelve year old girl is raped and she becomes pregnant. Now, so she just had a ter- a terrifying abuse happened to her so she's been through a trauma so now she's been raped which is a trauma now okay yes you can argue that giving birth is traumatic i've done it eight times it is traumatic um but murdering your child so so let's talk about the different traumas now she's been she's had a trauma that she has no choice in the matter of obviously she's been abused she's she's been traumatically affected now she either goes through a trauma of giving birth, which she could give her child, because you know our daughter's like, why can't she give the child up for adoption? I said, well, that is what many- Listen, there's many hero- heroic women who have done that. Heroic women who have done it, and that child has life. Yeah. They didn't blame the child for what happened yeah. to them. They blamed the bad guy, you know, and hopefully yeah. he went to jail. Um, but the child got life, so the child wasn't- t- the, the trauma wasn't then inflicted on someone else. And I said, but now if you go through the trauma of an abortion, right. because it is a trauma, well, it that's, is an that's emotional one of the big... and physical trauma. I have friends who have had abortions. This is not a, this is the whole. Well, that's one of the big lies the that, lie that you talked about earlier. The lie is that I'm free. And, well, no, and, the, the, the lie is that this is just, this is just a normal medical procedure. It's just a medical yeah, procedure. Yeah. They rip a child to... You know, apart in yep. your womb and then suck it out. Yep. Oh no, that's a normal. That's a normal yeah. medical procedure. Murder is not a normal medical procedure ever. And so you now have now submitted this. This girl has now gone through two extremely traumatic things. It will be with her for the rest of her life. 
for the rest of her life. Yeah. Now, and I said to I said to our daughter, well, the good news is if when someone comes to know Jesus, Jesus heals those wounds. Right. So that it's you know, friends that I know, you know, have been healed, but it doesn't mean that that goes away right. and they can forget about it. Oh, yeah, right. no big deal. It's something they have to live with for the rest of their lives. And it's a cross that they have to bear. And like, how can you say you're pro-woman, then say, no, that's good for a woman to go through. It's good for a woman to choose murder when she's already been through a trauma that murder is the right choice and the sad reality is that 80 percent of abortions are done as a form of birth control and yeah. most people when you ask them about that should abortion be a form of birth control most people will say no no that's horrible that's not no. right because again they think the majority of the cases are, rape are the hard the hard cases mm -hmm. that we all agree are hard cases that's just simply not reality by the way the other part of it is that you know abortion in the united states from the early the early movement to make it legal was primarily about eugenics. It wasn't even about being pro woman. That's it was they they used that political speak to get it pushed through, but it was primarily about getting rid of poor people and minorities. Go study Margaret Sanger. That was that that is her heritage. Planned Parenthood. Guess who founded that? Margaret Sanger. Who was Margaret Sanger? She was a racist. She was a bigot. She was a horrendous human being. And, and it was all about eugenics. That's a fact. It's not hard to go figure that out. Actually, our, our friend of ours, Dr. Angela Franks, has written a book about that. I would highly recommend go check that out. Uh, Angela does a great job of talking about that. Um, and, 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 but nobody talks, but again, nobody, nobody talks about that. Talk about that. <laughs> nobody talks about no. the reality of no. the movement, if you will, to make it legal in the United mm -hmm. States. Um, and I think that's another important thing to, um, to teach our kids about, and, and especially as they get into high school, these you know to, to walk through this stuff, talk about it. It's complicated. There's so the it's not complicated that there is a life. Mm -hmm. And good news is science finally right, caught up, right? Yeah. With with technology of ultrasounds you can't and say you're, oh it's, it, oh it's not it's not yeah a baby. we can hear the hoppy science said no actually it is you can hear the hoppy <laughs> earlier and earlier and earlier is, now yeah. yeah um and so the the science is caught up and by the way that has had an impact on you know, where, where polls used to show 70% of people were quote unquote pro-choice or at least uh, for an allowance of abortion like in the, early on or whatever it is, mm -hmm. those numbers of course have balanced out where it's, it's a pretty close to a split in the United States right now. And certainly there's a majority of Americans who believe there should be certain types of restrictions mm -hmm. on abortion. That that's, that's clear in all polls. Part of that is because science reveal right help the people that to they're see actually developed in there exactly they're they're a little human and science is also catching up so if you have a preterm yeah, labor yeah, yeah. and delivery like whereas your baby would be dead now they can your baby can be born this teensy little thing well it used to be can, the viability argument right viability. yeah and so now you know um uh, now it's happening more regularly mm -hmm. 20 21 weeks Again, not a, it's not foolproof, right. but there's more and more stories of babies being saved at 20 and 21 weeks. It's amazing. Where, again, 20, baby 30, 40 years ago. Halfway that, through your pregnancy. They halfway. couldn't do it. Yeah. And baby can live. Yeah. And so the viability question is kind of slowly going out the window. Um, although there's some extremists who, I used to make the argument because when I was teaching in high school, some of the kids would go, um, I said, okay, so when should, when should abortion, you know, be illegal? Because uh, to pro-choice kids, and they would say, "Oh, well, when the baby, um, when the when the baby's able to survive on its own, oh, so I can kill a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, right? I mean, how many five-year-olds can take care of, will survive right. on their own, right? 
And they just went, uh, I said, not a great argument. That's not a great, that, that's, but that's the viability argument. Yeah, it's the viability, which I think, I think the current, like, fad people, not fad, but the current pro-choice argument has obviously moved away from that because a lot. Well, oh, I don't know. I think the extremists actually have gone the other direction, the demonic really? side. Yeah, they think now they want. No, you can kill babies as they're coming out of the as they're being delivered. Oh gosh. No, that's see, see that's interesting because they started losing the viability thing, and now some are right. just going all in. They just go, no, I don't want the baby. Kill the baby, and that should be legal. Oh my gosh. That's a real deal, and now I know that's extreme. But there are more and more folks who are pro-choice who are Going adopting the extreme. Um, that's scary. And there's plenty of video testimony very and different scary. different legislators and stuff like that. And there are people who give talks on this, and they're all very proud of that stance. Because oh. well, it's between the it's between the woman and her doctor. Oh yeah. Well, well what if, okay. What if my two year old is really <laughs> exactly. He's just that's really the, out of control. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's next, right? I mean, oh my gosh. If you keep going down that slope. Very, very, very. You get there pretty quick. So, I mean, obviously a very complicated uh, issue. Not the black and white of there's life, and we mm. we we can't murder as, it. as we read in Deuteronomy, I believe, right? Choose choose life, mm. <laughs> always choose life. And part of that means there's an obligation on, for for us as as disciples to be ready to help those who are in need. And mm-hmm. I and I do think now again, most of the pro life people I know are always ready to help people yes, who are in need. Now there exactly. are some. In the pro-life yeah. movement, who are extremists, mm-hmm. and are also the first ones to judge the teenager who got pregnant. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they'll throw oh, them and There's just toss them to bad, the side. The extreme bad and but all directions. Most yeah. are willing to step up, and so we know families who are stepped up to adopt children. So mm-hmm. sometimes the the bomb is lobbed against pro-lifers. So you don't adopt children, and you don't you don't help them. We that's just simply not people. true. That's it's a false. That's yeah. a falsehood. Um, but that is our obligation. And so that's mm-hmm. on all of us to be prepared to enter into those types of situations as as much as we can. And so there's lots of good pre- uh, pregnancy crisis, crisis good. pregnancy centers. And yep. and there are those, more of those now than there were even just 10 years ago, 20 years mm-hmm. ago. So get involved in one, support it financially, get them supplies. Most parishes have Groups drives and stuff it. like that. Yeah, I, just exactly. did a, I just did a poker tournament just a couple of weeks ago with the Knights of Columbus group, and they were raising money. Part of it for was to crisis, raise money yeah. for a crisis pregnancy center. So mm-hmm. so find ways to do that, and, mm-hmm. and and that is definitely part of what we need to and we need to teach our kids about that, mm-hmm. being ready to enter into those the, the, those very difficult uh, situations that some people face, and then teach our kids about the basics of this. And so anyways, I think we all should be praying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all should all need to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And remember, all Satan wants to do is continue to try to pull, he's done a good job, pull this country apart and try to create and try to division 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 yeah we have so these these extremes yeah these extremes are growing stronger in their extremism Mm -hmm. i still believe in the large wide center of this country Mm -hmm. and where hopefully we can still learn to dialogue and work together to push the extremists out if you will to keep them extreme always don't give up on them but pray Mm -hmm. for them but how about focusing on the wide middle, as, as I like to call it. And what can we find in common? And can we begin to walk together and let this the noise of the extremes kind of fade away? Mm-hmm. We should be praying for that, striving for that, working for that in our lives. Mm, amen. There you well go. Well said, babe. Well oh, said. You too, honey. <laughs> we should do a podcast. <laughs> oh, is that what this is? <laughs> That's right. Two weeks in a row. Well, there it is. I think one of the longest ones we've done, too, by the way. Wow. Well, we have a lot to say. Yeah, we did. And now we're doing Scripture Unscripted with it. So. Yeah. 
All right, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired. Your feet hurt. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners 